Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Hey, Promise Keepers. My name is Shane Winnings. I'm so excited to be making this content for you guys. And I'm going to be talking about purity and integrity, specifically sexual integrity. You know, this is obviously such a critical area throughout the Bible and throughout history. Sexual immorality has taken down some very strong men in faith. And we need to do everything that we can to make sure that that doesn't happen to us. You know, the Bible says, if any man thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. And I think that this is something that we need to really hone in on, is to make sure, even if we are walking in integrity, even if we are walking upright and we're walking with pure motives and pure hearts and abstaining from the things of the world, This is something we need to continually make sure that we are getting into our minds and into our hearts. And so I hope that this, you know, short video teaching today is going to help some of you, maybe some of you who are stuck in addiction, some of you who are in bondage, and encourage some of you who are coming out of that place and those of you who are even walking in total freedom. I think this video is going to be for all of you. This video is for young men. This video is for an older generation. This video is for single men, for married men, for divorced men. This is a biblically sound teaching on sexual integrity and purity, which means that it applies to all of us. It applies to me, too. I'm preaching to myself. And so I just want to pray before we hop into this. So wherever you're at, if you would just close your eyes, let's just get alone with God for a moment. And let's just welcome him into this video and ask him to speak to us. All right. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you love integrity. You love pure hearts. And Lord, I thank you that by the blood of Jesus, we can be made holy, blameless, and righteous. God, we desire to follow you in your ways. And Lord, we don't want to stumble. We don't want to be taken from one side or to another by temptations or distractions or addictions or anything that the world or the enemy brings our way. And so right now, I pray, God, that you would open the eyes of our hearts. You would speak to us, God, that you would break off bondages even now, that you would open eyes, God, that you would remove scales from eyes, remove any veil that we've put between us and you, And I pray that you would speak directly to every person that is listening or watching this. Thank you for revealing truth to us. Thank you that you're a good father. You're not mad at us. You're madly in love with us. And you want us to grow more and more into the image of your son. That's what you paid for. And that's what we're here to get today. And so we bless your name, Jesus. And in that name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I want to talk about purity. I want to talk about integrity. And I also want to help you understand how to, to teach this. Like, what is, what is going to be effective? What issues do our youth struggle with? I'll tell you right now that, you know, I preach on TikTok. I have, you know, over 800,000 followers on TikTok from preaching. But I will tell you that there is some horrible content on that app. That is the biggest, I believe, it's the biggest social media app in the world right now. And 
Gen Z, which is ages 12 to 24, is the largest generation in the world right now. And they are on that app. And every day, the enemy and the world and sexuality is just trying to get their attention, trying to get a hold of them. And maybe some of you are watching right now and it has a hold on you. And I want to let you know there is freedom in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in Christ Jesus. And today we are going to pursue that freedom. And I just want to encourage you, listen, this isn't a a sexuality purity talk where I'm going to bash you over the head and act like I'm holier than thou. No, no, no. I want to be like a father to some of you younger ones. I want to be like a brother to some of you peers. And and even as a a son would call his father back into the ways of the Lord, I want to be like that to some of you in the older generation to cheer you on to say, man, we can really walk this thing out. We can really walk in freedom. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to dismantle a lie. I just feel like the Lord's speaking to me right now. There's a lie that's come over some of us. The lie is this, that you're never actually going to be free. You can't be free. Um, you're always going to give in at some point. Maybe some of you have heard this. You've tried to break the addiction. Let's talk maybe about porn. You've tried to break off this addiction. And maybe you were successful for a time. But the, the lie of the enemy started coming to you saying, you know you're going to give in at some point. Like, you can't actually do this your whole life. And maybe you've even heard friends, maybe even pastors have told you, well, we're always going to sin. You know, thank God for his grace. Thank God that he loves us. Listen, we're not perfect. I know you're doing your best. Listen, we're always going to sin, man. Don't beat yourself up too hard. Just try to do better. We don't need people to try to do better for God. We need people to understand the relationship as sons of the Most High God. And do you know what the Bible says? Because it doesn't say that you're always going to sin. Now, listen, I'm going to say this because I've gotten this comment before. Please hear what I'm saying. I'm not preaching sinless perfectionism or whatever the term is. I don't even know about that term. I am going to give you scripture and we're going to break those down together. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this. There is no temptation that has overtaken you except what is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able But with that temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay, what does that mean? Let's let's break it down. No temptation has overtaken you except what's common to man. So the temptations you're going through, it's not like, you know, you can use this excuse. Well, that was a crazy temptation. No one's ever experienced that. I had to give in, brother. No, no. The Bible says every temptation we go through is common to everyone else. But what is the next verse? But God is faithful. How many of you are thankful for his faithfulness? But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. God will not let you be tempted to the point where you must give in. He never will do that. Listen to this. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Why? That you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 lets us know that while temptation may be right at our breaking point, there is always a way out through Christ. Not in your own strength, through Christ. There is always a way out of temptation. This is good news, guys. This means every time we're tempted, God knows he's not absent. God is sovereign and his mercy says, I won't let you be tempted beyond this point. There's a way out. If you seek the way out, you will find it. If you seek to give in and entertain those desires, you already know it's going to happen. So, we know there's always a way out. What does Romans 6 say? 
Well, it says three times that you've been set free from sin. No longer a slave to sin. So if you're a slave to sin, you have to do it. If you're not a slave, it's a choice. Now, Paul says in the Bible, when you are tempted, if you sin, he says, I write these things to you so that you do not sin. Now, why would he tell us he's writing to us so that we don't sin if we're always going to sin? You see, the reason I took the first part of this video on this is so that you can dismantle the lie that it's always going to happen, so why even try to fight? No, no. There is always a way out of temptation. You've been set free from sin by the blood of Jesus. You are a new creation, and it's time to break that cycle. One of the things that keeps people in addiction is they have the wrong mindset. They have this cycle of sin and and this sin consciousness in their mind. Maybe you've even woken up and said, Okay, today I am not gonna I'm not gonna look at porn. Well, what's the first thing on your mind? It's porn. And the Bible shows that a sin conscious mind produces more sin. This is what happened in the Old Testament with the Israelites. That's why we needed the blood of Jesus. The old the bulls and goats and all of that, they could only forgive sin, but they couldn't clear the conscience. Jesus' blood comes, and what did John the Baptist say? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He removes it completely and he clears your conscience before God. So now we can stand with an unveiled face looking at God, even if you have sinned and say, God, I know that I've sinned. I've fallen short. This is not the way for me, but I thank you that by the blood of Jesus, you don't see that. My sin has been washed away and you see me as holy, blameless, and righteous. Father, help me. By the way, holy, blameless, and righteous, the way God sees you, that's Colossians 1.21. That's how he sees you. And so when you see yourself as holy, blameless, and righteous, you will begin to live that way. Because if you have a low view of yourself, even psychologists and therapists will tell you this. This is earthly wisdom can tell you this, but we have heavenly wisdom from the Bible. If you see yourself at a low standard, you'll live at a low standard, and this will be as high as you can fly. And you'll sin, and you'll sin, and you'll feel ashamed and guilty, and you'll sin more. You'll stack sin on top of sin. But if you wake up and say, Father, thank you for making me holy, righteous, and blameless today. I love you, and I am your son, and today I want to burn for you. What's the first thing on your mind? You're a son, and you want to burn for God. I know that's what's in your heart. All of a sudden, you're living up here. You're not even thinking down here. Now, what happens? You're going through life. Your eyes are on Jesus because Colossians 3 tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, on Christ, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things below. So my mind is up here. My eyes are up here. And if I stumble into sin, now I know that I have a way out. If I'm walking with Jesus, I'm walking in purity, I'm walking in righteousness and integrity, and I bump into sin, guess what? I go, ugh, I don't want anything to do with that. Why? Because my eyes are here and I don't want to violate this relationship that I have. And this is how we're going to get into walking in purity and even teaching how to walk in purity for you fathers. I'm a father. How do we teach our sons and even our daughters how to walk in purity? Well, we could preach a couple of verses to our kids. Hey, Psalm 103, 101.3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. That could work for a time, you know? People can go, man, nothing wicked before my eyes, nothing wicked. But how many of you know that's the point of, of, of seduction and lust and all of that? It is meant to draw your eye. It's meant to be enticing to your flesh. I'm not saying there's not power in that verse. I'm saying 
for too long, I believe the church, and, and, and it's not out of a bad heart, we've done the best we could, but we've raised people to follow the Christian rules. And I don't think that's effective. It's not as effective as love. Now, there is something important to know, and I want to tell you this. Matthew six twenty two. it says that the eye is the lamp of your body. Now, this is very important because I know people, I've even reached out to them, Gen Zers, people my age, and I'm like, dude, how can you watch you know, some of the movies that you talk about watching or listen to even some of the music you listen to? That stuff is getting into your heart and into your mind, and they say, well, I don't think it's bothering me, so I don't, I don't have a conviction about it. The conviction is in the Word. Matthew 6.22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is fixed on light, the whole body is flooded with light. But if the eye is fixed on darkness, then the whole body is flooded with darkness. And how great is that darkness? You see, we can deceive ourselves into thinking that I can look at something and it's not going to affect me on the inside because I don't feel it right now or I don't think that I'm being different. But the Bible says, no, my friend, it is changing you on the inside. This is what we need to protect. So practical wisdom, guard your eyes. Don't look at the beautiful woman. Don't scroll in a vulnerable place. If you can't even handle that, get rid of the apps. There are practical, don't take your phone with you. There are practical things that we can do. But above the practical, there needs to be a conviction in our heart to not want to do it. That's what I want to talk about. I wrote a couple notes here. Let me know what you think in the comments. Purity is not about abstaining from something. I think that's what we've been taught. Don't have sex before marriage. Okay, true. But I think purity is more about protecting something else. Worldly purity says don't have sex because it's bad. Wait till you're married. You could have a baby, you could get an STD because you don't know who you're sleeping with. All of these worldly, earthly wisdom things, that can be effective. But listen to this. I wrote this down. I think this is going to speak to someone. Godly purity says this. I want to protect my eyes, my heart, my mind, and my body because I love God. Because I love God. Now it's not just, well, I don't want to do this thing because, you know, I'm, I'm really waiting for marriage. And what happens? Someone messes up and then all of a sudden, well, I'm already used goods and so I might as well just whatever. No, that is earthly wisdom. And when it fails, you just revert to earthly tactics. Listen to godly wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, what is the fear of the Lord? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate what is evil. So we have to recognize that there are things that are evil that want to come in and violate our relationship with God. We can teach purity from a place of desiring to see rebellion leave. Hey, you know, let's get that rebellion out of you. Let's just serve the Lord. Yes, there is a place for this militant, disciplinary type of behavior. Trust me, I get it. I was in the military. I was a police officer. I love discipline. But there is also a place of love that carries a greater conviction. What if we teach purity from a place of love and honor? Let me give you an example. I thought of this a couple of years ago. So I was spanked as a kid, and there will be instances where I spank my son out of love, of course, um, and there's tons of Bible verses about that, you know, don't spare the rod, and even, even the Lord, you know, he uses his rod against his kids because he loves them, like it's a good thing. So anyways, I'm not here to talk about all that, but this is why I want to talk about this. There was an age where spanking no longer had an effect on me. 
I think the oldest I was when I got a spanking was like maybe 11 or 12, maybe 13. But I remember as I got older, I began to weigh what I wanted to do versus the possibility of getting a spanking. You see, it had nothing to do with honoring my father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it's going to be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. No, had nothing to do with that. I love my father and mother, but at some point, I really wanted to do what I wanted to do, and so I began to weigh the consequences. Have you ever been in this situation? Maybe recently you have been. There's a consequence to every action, even if it doesn't happen right away, just like looking at porn. There's a consequence to it. Maybe you think you've got it under control, but something is changing on the inside. And the problem is, by the time that begins to manifest, it might be too late. There's a consequence to everything we do that is out of alignment with God's word. So there's a day where I began to weigh the spanking. Why? Because fear-driven correction only lasts for a time. People will begin to weigh the thought of rebelling and what the consequence is versus doing what they want to do. Now let me tell you what endures and presents a conviction. Love. What if you raise your kid and it's not, listen, you need to clean your room or you're going to get a spanking. Now, I understand when they're three or four or five, like they don't comprehend in the same way. But that stuff can't continue till they're 11, 12, 13 years old. That is, a, that is like a dumbed down way to raise a child. Why? There's a better way. Listen to this. Hey, honey, let's sit down. You know, you're talking to your child. I love you. I love you so much. And because I love you, man, your mother and I, we've provided this house for you. And we've provided you all these toys and all of these things. And there's rules in this house because we honor God. And we also put rules in place so that we honor each other and we honor this home. And one of those rules is that you need to clean up your room before bed. Now, if you don't do that, you know, there might be this, this, and this happening. But I want you to understand that... When you clean your room, you are telling your dad, your, your mom and I that you, you love us and you're showing that you love us because you're obeying us. Now, if you're not cleaning your room, it doesn't mean you don't love us, but you really can show how much you honor and respect us by listening to us. Now, guys, listen, I, I literally just came up with this as I'm filming this. I haven't like run through this before, but maybe you get where I'm going with this because here's the mind of a child. There's going to be a kid who says, man, I don't want to clean my room. I'm just going to go to bed. I'll deal with it. Maybe I'll get grounded for a day, whatever. I'm just really tired. That's real. I've done stuff like that when I was younger. But I believe there's a way to raise your kids where your kid goes like this. Man, you know what? I'm so tired. I'm ready for bed, but my room is dirty. Man, I love my parents so much. I want to honor them. I don't want them to feel disrespected. I want them to know that I really do care, and I want to help out around the house, and so I I'm going to do it. There's a different conviction when it's about love, not about fear. Let me ask you guys who are married. Why do you not cheat on your wife? Is it for fear of getting caught? Or is it because you love her? I pray that it's because you love her. And you go, man, I love my wife so much, I would never violate those boundaries that we've set. I would never even think to do that or entertain that. Do you see how strong the conviction of love is? We can raise our kids in the same way. And maybe if you're my age, I'm 30, I'm about to be 32, or maybe you're older and you've fallen away from this, 
this walk with God and you're like, how do I come back? You present yourself back under the correction, the discipline, and the fathering of Almighty God. He is our Heavenly Father. And you come back to Him humbly like the prodigal son did and you say, Lord, I've walked away. I've sinned. I've been stuck in addiction. I've been whatever. God, please correct me. Rebuke me. Discipline me. Whatever you would have. But I want to walk with you. I want to fear you, which means I want to hate what is evil. I don't want to be afraid of you. I want to have a reverence and an honor for you. I want to do things out of a place of love. God, please touch my heart. There's a way to pray like that and come to God humbly, and I'm telling you, He will do it. And so as we talk about purity, man, there's so many different directions I could have gone, but today I really wanted to first hit that, one, there's always a way out. You're never stuck in bondage. You're never stuck in addiction, and you're not always going to sin. And two, I wanted you to understand that there is a place of conviction where we're walking with the Lord, where we want nothing to do with the world because we only want Him. Come on, do you guys believe that? Let me know in the comments what you guys are thinking about this. I believe we can walk with such a love of God that we don't want to step into the things of the world. And because we have that revelation, we can now impart it to the next generation. Whether it's your kids or whether you're, you're taking the role of a father as someone who is being a voice on social media. Maybe you feel called to get onto TikTok or Instagram or YouTube and just make videos teaching like this fathering the next generation, fathering kids who aren't even yours, but you're being a father to them by teaching them about purity from a place of love. I believe that God is doing a work in our hearts right now. And as we close, I want to pray quickly just for God to come. So would you join me in prayer? Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for this time where you just came and spoke to us. Lord, I pray that you would break off every addiction right now. I speak to every addiction of lust and pornography, and I command you to be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you would come mightily, fill these men, fill every person listening with your spirit, and set us absolutely free, God. We want to walk in freedom. We want to hate what is evil just like you do. And Lord, I pray that above all, we would be led by love, that love would be our greatest conviction, that love would keep us close to you and far from the things of the world and from the things of the enemy. I pray, God, that we would see that we are free. We will always overcome in Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God, that we are slaves to nothing but righteousness. We love you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.